Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And this is our very first Helsinki episode. Whoop, whoop. You know it. I bet you guys thought it would never happen. But... Yeah, it just sounded like a beautiful pipe dream. <laughs> We were never going to deliver on. It's like the moon landing. They're like, that didn't happen. You guys just set up some props at Sophia's house. They're like, that snow looked fake as hell in those Instagram (laughs) photos. We didn't buy it for one second. It was real, you guys. And we are proving it today. We, We got receipts. Because you know what? When you go to a country and you're a sex and dating podcast like we are, you speak to their foremost relationship expert, right, Sophia? Yeah, of course. Uh, and that is how we uh, contacted Tony Dunderfelt. What a delightful name. Oh, my God. He lives up to it, too, yeah. you guys. He's a 100% Tony Dunderfelt. We loved him. Tony actually is so special. He gets his own episode. He is just very wise, and his energy is really calm. I feel like that's a lot of the Finns we met are really just mm-hmm. casually very smart and wise and very calm. I think there's a lot of humility in his work, right? And yeah. Tony's work is like interesting because we're going to explore it in future episodes, but feminism is strong in Finland. One of our interviewees said that she thinks 100% of women in Finland are feminists. <laughs> you could not get that same statistic in America. A bunch of them are like, no, we're not, even if we are. <laughs> Yeah, and even men we met on like this the train were talking about how yeah, it, you know, it's considered to be a paradise Finland for men because women will buy you drinks and ask you out and uh, people love Finnish girls. So, it's kind of an interesting culture and Tony's work is has such a like a Finnish stamp because it is exploring that. And the thing about Tony though is that he also dropped a lot of universal advice. What was one of your faves, Sophia? Um, I gotta say, I was a big fan of the 30 second rule, even though at first I thought it was gonna be about picking food up off the floor. And I was like, <laughs> pretty generous. I, like I know that. it does. <laughs> Listen, I'm a total believer in the five second rule. You Look, 100% get to eat that. I'm like at least a 15 second ruler. I'll be, I'll be. I will honest. stretch it. Yeah. I'm like, no one saw that. Okay. Okay. Here's Tony explaining the 30 second rule. So I've done a very easy rule, and it's called a 30 second rule. Mm. And we've been doing TV programs about this and, and, and radio programs and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that every couple that gets married will learn the 30-second rule. And it's very easy. You know, if your partner ha- has something to say to you that she or he feels is important, you have to be able to be present 
in what he or she is talking about in a minimum of 30 seconds. So it's giving someone like full attention, full attention for 30 seconds and being aware like, okay, I'm going to be in this moment until I understand what's, what's going on. What's going on. And of course, in my own body, I will experience frustration and, you know, why are you talking about these things always? But in 30 seconds, I have to have the skill. You could even call it, I guess, a mindfulness skill Mm. that my frustration rises, rises, rises. I would like to, you know, uh, you know, say something. But then the frustration goes down and down and down and down. So I have to be able to do that. And I feel this is the minimum requirement mm-hmm. for a third stage happy relationship. Ooh, talk about your stages. I feel like 30 seconds is kind of teaching you patience yes. a tiny little bit at a time. Mm. Because if you say to yourself, you know, just let the person finish talking, and you could be like, well, that could last for a long time, and I'm getting very frustrated. Getting but if frustrated. you're doing the 30-second thing, then it's almost like, okay, I can do anything for 30 seconds. Mm. True. Even put my emotions on the back burner. And then once you've done it for 30 seconds, it's easier to continue. It's like inertia. I feel I've practiced that a lot in my relationship yeah. because yeah. I'm been I'm generally very impatient. You're very active. You're an extrovert person probably. True. But in 30 seconds, we just give it up, you know, as a way of loving the other person and and loving his or her opinions for 30 seconds. After that, you can say, darling, uh, is it okay for me to say... You suck. Right, Tony? (laughs) Darling, you suck? No, I'm just kidding. You could... No, but really. No, really. I mean, mean, this is honesty in relationships. But first, after 30 seconds, so that the other one experiences we are doing this together pretty good rule huh yeah it is such a good rule it's perfect for hot-headed people like me i fucked some shit up in 30 seconds so (laughs) i needed that when he said it we sophie and i felt like he was speaking directly to us yeah we were like yo way to call us out tony in front of all our fans how dare you embarrass us like that tony So we felt like Tony is pretty much the perfect person to kick off our Helsinki series. He is a little famous in Finland. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he just gave us a great primer on Finnish relationships. A lot of the stuff that he talks about applies whether you live in Finland or the U.S. or freaking, I don't know, Australia. Think of a third place, Courtney. China. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I know my geography, okay? <laughs> And we even talked a little bit about Married at First Sight, which is going to be awesome for other first sight heads like me. Yeah. We talk about Finnish versus American versions, which uh, Sophia is an expert. (laughs) Well, I've not seen the Finnish version because for some reason they do not have it subtitled. If you find it, please tell me where it is. Tweet tweet me at the Sophia. But the U.S. version, right? But the U.S. version I love. And he, I was just curious... But the differences, it seems like there are differences between the two ver- I versions. I think they just... Based on personality ep- types. It epitomizes, right, the personality types that are prevalent in the culture, right? Yeah, like Finnish versus American culture. And like what's worth working on or also how many people are there, honestly. <laughs> Truly. To date. So enjoy our intro to Finnish relationships with therapist and relationship expert, Tony Dunderfeld. Tony 
Okay, so I'm Tony Dunderfeld, and I'm a psychologist. So this is one of the latest books, but I'm writing one just now. It's, the deadline is on Monday. Oh, oh my Tony, <laughs> what are you doing here? You gotta go. And it's called Why Don't Men Speak About Their Feelings? <gasps> oh, Think about an it. amazing topic. And wait, yes. we must mention the TV show. And then we, uh, we have a different TV shows, yes. So this is the... Uh, married at First Sight. Yes. The Sight. Finnish version? The Finnish vers- Huge version. Huge fan of the American version. You, oh, oh, you do? Wonderful. Can't yeah. wait to watch the Finnish one once I learn Finnish. And they all, always separate? Yes. <laughs> do, is that what happens in the Finnish version? No, we're quite good in Finland. Oh! <laughs> and we have a few babies, too. In America, it's like, yes, the babies happen, too. But then, like, later, maybe one person gets arrested for domestic abuse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, got dark, Tony. <laughs> he knows. He already knows. No, He's like, co- things are not good there. No, no. we're more kind, kinder here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I just really wanted to quickly mention his current book because we've been yes. talking to people and a lot of people have been saying that Finnish men are generally don't speak much and like keep to their, keep their feelings inside. Except and then for sauna. Sauna. For sauna and for and that's when ice hockey or football or something like that. But, do but you, you know, it's changing. That's the whole thing. It's changing. It has radically changed. But for example, in my own work, I try to speak about different levels of sexuality. Uh-huh. Sexuali- sexuality as a, you know, life-giving. And that's not only about showing it all. It's also about understanding the arousal process in your wife or husband it's 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 about uh, i would call it sort of healing sex mm. so that's that's much more than this just showing off and this healing sex is not at all discussed Are you in about finland tantra? What's going i think on? he's talking about making love and i'm talking about fucking and i think yeah. those are not the yeah. same yeah. shall i run through my six levels Please. of six six levels Please. of sex yes do it up yes <laughs> so and i i made this just just that people will get a picture of what kind what what different sexuality ways of sexuality you have in 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 human life So the first one would then be using street language, right? Fucking. And it's basically, basically, uh, you know, giving out the energy that has been accumulated, the sort of erotic sexual like energy. Like primal. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's absolute, there's no moral here in my... Sure. My, my He's not of, judging me, Courtney. No, I'm not <laughs> judging you. No, Tony, listen. <laughs> And the other, best friends. other level would then be making making babies. I mean, and that can be done almost without any arousal or without any loving. You sure, know, especially be, if you put it in another lady, like I'm doing with Sophia's, my husband. Sophia had breast cancer, so she's so having doing a, a surrogate. surrogate. I know it's illegal here, so yeah. don't tell your police about me. Yeah. But yeah, that I mean, that's the only reproduction way. in that way, especially in a very like high tech modern way. It does. You're right. Very it doesn't detached. require no, any. And it's one level of sexuality, yeah. you know. And the third level would then be the sort of making love, the s- sweet, romantic, mm-hmm. soft way that doesn't have to end in an ejaculation or in a in an orgasm. It's more that wonderful uh, knowing about the other person's body and your own body and so on. So the fourth level would then be what I call sexing. And that would be, you know, playing with sex. Tell me more. Everything from, uh, you know, uh, 
different clothes or or different playful sexfulness kinky shit and it could be include of course kinky stuff yeah but it it could include also you know playing around what's your fantasy let's play role your playing fantasy. role playing in a way mm. and then the fifth level would be what i call this healing sexuality and it's it's something very new you know it's it's been recorded in tantric mm-hmm. you know books and 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 stuff like that and i've done my tantra courses so it's not that i'm I, i'm not taking any eastern influences into this so the f- fifth level would then be to understand uh what we call the g spots and the x x area and the a area and so on then in my courses we have beautiful replicas of of a woman's vagina and a man's penis so we actually then research in a way what happens inside the vagina which is a big mystery of course and of course it's about it's about it's babies and stuff and it's in 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 that way it's a mystery because we know that the clitoris is sort of a surplus mm, nerve organ endings yeah in, in in the woman's body but the most amazing thing is that inside the vagina you have really amazing areas that are even more satisfying than the clitoris mm-hmm. and to understand this for the for the man is wonderful and for the woman to understand what happens in the man's sexual organs is wonderful and when they do the the pronouncement or the theory is that there will be a wonderful healing in the sexual acti- activity for example if you have some illnesses or unbalances oh. and so on you can actually heal them through skillful sexuality you mean legitimate healing through legitimate healing so and when you say healing for level five for level five you don't yeah. mean the same kind of healing as level six level six we haven't gotten to level oh, sorry. six no we haven't got so this is all five so this is like really understanding, understanding. it so fully that like you can heal trauma and you stuff you can heal you can like make someone come in a way that fixes them Yeah, I wouldn't say fixes for the whole of their life, yeah, you sure, know, but, but, sure. but they would be absolutely energized and it would be a healing experience and it would be a very uh, combining experience for, uh, for, for like the uniting person. for the uniting, two people. Uniting, as you say, and very lovingly uniting and so on. But the point is that uh, I'm making is that you have to know a little bit. Yes. And this has proven to be very difficult for many people because they in their excitement of sexuality they would just like to go the fucking way mm. or they perhaps go the romantic way the sort of soft third stage so you're saying five is both so five, five is, is like five includes all this and the, the mental knowledge yeah but as i said even in finland i experienced that many people have a sort of a resistance uh. to the mental knowledge because they feel sexual sexuality should be so free and it should be so spontaneous mm. and so on people have to uh, in a certain way just feel like perfect sex just happens yes you know and yes, perfect and love just happens but none of it does just happen part could, of it, it does it could happen Sometimes people I've never experienced I mean that. like I take for granted that every time me and my husband have sex like we both have come at the same time and everybody's like you're kidding right and yes. i'm like no but i i'm so used to it it's like it's wonderful that's how it, it is. happens but so 
rarely would it happen without the other person knowing your body well and vice versa. That only happens after the knowledge and to make the knowledge feel like it's gross or work makes sex not good and makes love not good. You got to feel like the exploration of it is also fun and good. But we talk about this in terms of relationships all the time too. It's like, a lot of people have in their heads the idea of like, oh, if you have to work on your relationship, that means it's not a good relationship. But the the fact of the matter is like every relationship that lasts has to be worked on, right? Worked on. And I think a lot of people hide the work. And so it seems like, oh, it's all Instagram moments. Or another way of putting it, if this work verb is annoying, I would say opening more love. So I use the word opening of more love. And that might get some bells ringing for people that it's not only, you know, working, but there's much more love to be opened. Less resistance when you hear it that way. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful way of putting it. And now if we're speaking solely about sexuality, Uh, then this fifth level where you understand your partner's even anatomy in a way, but it's not only anatomy, it's, it's the whole... Uh, enjoyment experience and the meeting of of, of spirits and so on. So when you understand it, it makes sex less self-centered. Because to be honest, many sexual encounters are in a way self-centered that, you know, I'm getting my kicks out of this and you're getting your kicks out of this. But in this fifth level, you know, you really, (laughs) you have to go outside of yourself and really understand and explore the other person. So this is also a way of making it less self-centered. And then the sixth level would then be sort of a spiritual level if you want to speak about it. Because in all, almost all religious and, uh, how do you say, spiritual legends, so to speak, sexuality has always been the way this whole existence comes into being. Mm. So in Finland, we have the Kalevala, which is our sort of Finnish mythology. And there it also begins from the primordial egg and, and, um, and stuff. Or then the s- coconut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because we saw a mural of a cracked egg and a woman rising out of it here in the... Oh, you, you've been very advanced in your few days in Finland. Uh, yeah, we went to the Pasila Street Art District. Oh, good. And we found that. So is that what you're talking about? Yes, the cracked yes, the, egg it, it, and the... It's, it's probably inspired by this Kalevala. Uh-huh. But in all, all different parts of the world where you have symbolic expression and you have myths and, myths and legends, the sexuality plays a, a big part. Oh, for sure. Even in Adam and Eve and, and even, Apple and yeah, all that. A little bit sort of in a negative way. Yeah, sure. that's so, Protestants um, for you. But anyway, so the sixth <laughs> level would then be godlike events of sexuality and some people report you know that during sexuality i experience out of body experiences i experience joining into the universe and so on but they are usually sudden and unexpected so, so how do so, you facilitate that with your partner so in my philosophy it would be understanding the five levels that precede it and then you I, kind I, of I, the sixth level happens after you've made it all the way to the five, five and then it probably just evolves and then it to the can, next. Can again 
open up, it can appear open up, but I wouldn't take it as a sort of a goal in any way. I think if you make it prescriptive, it's probably hard to reach. And then it would be terrible. You know, hang on, darling, I just see what the book says. (laughs) You know? So that Am I out of my body yet? No. That's the best kind of foreplay when someone's like, hold on a second. Page 133 says no. no. Yes. Back to square one. Okay, let's begin with the basics. So I, I just want to be honest to my worldview that I have because I'm sort of representative of humanistic psychology, which mm. you have also in, in, in the States and California. And in humanistic psychology, we have always researched also the sort of further reaches of human consciousness. So I wouldn't say the sixth level is any way, you don't need to take it as a goal. It's quite uncommon, I'm sure. But, you know, if you want to make an honest, holistic picture of sexuality, then you begin from, you know, fucking, go different levels. And to be honest, you have to include a sort of spiritual level. And that's, that's how I feel that in, in, in my book or in my work, I managed to sort of incorporate, again, these different levels. I'm sorry, I'm sort of a level type of guy. <laughs> you know, I always speak about levels of experience and levels of being and so on. This episode is sponsored by My Helsinki Residents. We had the best time in Helsinki, thanks to them. We saw every museum. We went to multiple saunas. Ugh. We the ate. saunas were so great. The best food. Um, and we didn't have to pay for anything. It was incredible. No, my Helsinki and Elizabeth Rundolph totally hooked us up. Uh, that's not to say that we didn't pay for anything, though. Because while our trip was comped, we brought our videographer, Micah Slay. And we're so glad we did because we got some amazing footage. Beautiful views that you wouldn't can't even imagine until you see. You're like, we can't oh my wait God. to share the video. But we paid for Micah's trip. Yeah, and we got him a really reasonable plane ticket. We found him a really nice, really reasonable hostel to stay in. And uh, we paid for his pass to be able to use public transport for the week. You guys, we went. you can get literally everywhere in Helsinki on public transportation in or the on middle foot. of winter it's crazy dead ass winter like it was a snowstorm and we could get around the entire city and the suburbs it was nuts and to get a whole pass for 50 bucks basically for the week basically it just taught us that Helsinki is an affordable trip and it was also expansive for us it really showed us some like a dope feminist culture. And I think that made us come back to the States with kind of a new perspective that we loved. So we highly recommend the Helsinki experience. It'll blow your mind. You should probably do two trips because we're planning already our trip back in the summer. So definitely go in winter because it's magnificent and really unique, but also come back with us in the summer. So check out myhelsinki.fi for more information to help you plan your own trip. And huge thanks to Helsinki Marketing and the city of Helsinki for sponsoring this trip. Hey, hey. I, I make a difference between loving care and attraction and sexuality. So I call this the, the, the viewpoint of the three sons of love. You know, people want to have energy from the relationships. Mm-hmm. They want to have light. They want to have want to have love. They want to have warmth. You know, they want to have, in a way, the energy of the sun. You know, that 
in between us would be always this life-giving energy. Mm -hmm. So in my viewpoint, which is a little bit different, and I would be happy to hear if you have something in the States that's corresponding to this. So I made a clear distinction between loving care, which then would be the warmth, you know, the equality thing. I can always trust you. Mm -hmm. You will be here for me. The hugging, you know, being close and together and in a way becoming the same, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you have sexuality, which we've spoken about, which is quite a different kind of acti activity. Mm -hmm. I mean, it includes some hugging, but then, <laughs> you know, but yeah, then when you does, get Sony. into it, you know, <laughs> when you get into it, it's more than hugging. Uh -huh. So sexuality would then give the fire, the, the, the sun of fire. Uh, loving care gives the, the sun of warmth. And then attraction gives the sun of spark. And now we've just been speaking about the spark a bit. And this has been almost no analysis made of it. And I think my contribution is the first one in Finland, at least. Is that what you talk about in this book? Here in the book and in my work, and which I'm sort of known for in, in my country, is that I've analyzed the spark bit. How to create spark when you meet the other person not only create warmth, but create spark, and then how you, uh, how you continue with it in a long relationship, and then how you take, you know, you make the sort of relationship dance where you have these traditional female-male roles, but it's not based on inequality, but it's based on a sort of a, uh, idealistically, on a joyful, interesting dance between, Give and take. between the A and B or the X and Y or the man and female and, and male. And this then is understanding how attraction works. And it many times works in a different way than this loving care. And this has confused also people. Uh, we're touching about the same subject now from different points that why am I not successful if I give loving care? Differently Only loving care. Only Different loving muscle. care. And why doesn't loving care lead into a wonderful sexual uh, event? Spark. And here, and here we have the male-female difference that you were speaking about. This always creates a little bit waves. But in my opinion, men don't really care for the attraction bit. You know, it's, it's nice if it's there in the beginning. But then in a long-term relationship... They prefer the sexual bit and the loving care bit. But now when you women, when women are so independent, so they want to have the attraction bit. And why? Because it bubbles in your whole body. I mean, That's the women are yeah. very physiological. I mean, you... you we you, don't get credit for that. People say that we're not uh, that physical or... or uh, sexual. Sexual or... Um, even aesthetically driven, but I don't even necessarily don't think, think that that's, that's true. true. I think they even well, did studies and it's like women get turned on by more kinds, kinds of, of erotic than, material. Uh, than men do. Like they measure the reactions. They, they measured, yes. Yeah, and women were just like, yes, we're down for Gay a lot porn, of things. lesbian porn, straight yeah, porn. They all. were into it yes, versus men who are much, were much less uh, driven. Yeah, and the men might be more visual about it, you know. They see visual porn, and that's wonderful. But a woman has to feel it in her whole body. 
you know, arousal or champagne bubbles or energy or whatever you want to call it. So modern women, independent women, have now brought this attraction bit that attraction doesn't only happen in the beginning of the relationship, mm. but we should uphold it. Throughout I feel like we're in church, the, Tony. Yes. yes. Amen. Preach yeah. it. Preach <laughs> it. And, this, and this hasn't been acknowledged in, in typical psychological relationship counseling because it's, it's always been centered either on sexual skills, mm. you know, how do you do it <laughs> and how do you keep it up? And then it, psychological counseling has been about how do you create this the loving, loving care. care? How do you trust the other one? How do you communicate? And I'm saying we need skills in three areas, in loving care, attraction, and sexuality. It makes it a little bit sort of difficult and confusing, but this is my- Because it's like a Venn diagram. It's like a three, you need all the yeah, three, all three components. Yes. Yeah. Ideally, you're but, in the center but, but, always, but, but the, you'll be traveling between uh, all of them. Moving, that's good. And this is my take on modern relationships. And it was, as I said, based on my own experience that I gave to my sort of first big relationship, the loving care, a little bit of sexuality probably, not enough, but a little bit. And then we had a wonderful day-to-day -day life, you know, where uh, my ex-wife could do whatever she wanted to do. I could do whatever I wanted to do. We had wonderful two kids and stuff like that. And then I had to research, what is this attraction? So I traveled, not all around the world, but in many parts, Asia, Latin America, Europe, America, and interviewed then ah. experts. And, this uh, sounds familiar. <laughs> and, 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 and this is then my take on it. This is sort of the result of my research is that we have to take care of three different types of love. So can you tell us this title? What is this? What's English so for this title? This is a play with Finnish words. Uh, it's Ilo is sexy. So Ilo is joy. Uh -huh. And sexy is sex. Uh -huh. So it could be the, the joy, joy of, of sex. sex, but that's not correct. Because this is not only about sex. It's about all the three different levels. What's so, this subtitle? And then the subtitle is uh, the huge possibilities of modern relationships. Very positive so, and hopeful. So I'm giving a very, it a very positive um, you know, viewpoint. But the point is that you have to open up these different love areas or, or dimensions. So in English, I, I, I will call it, um, I will call it uh, deep love and super sex. Mm. People are going to buy a lot They'll just based on book. the super sex super part. Sex. Yeah. That's all be you like, need. what is that? <laughs> yeah. I need it. So, okay. Uh, we can't read this. It's in Finnish. So early in the relationship, what can you do to to make the spark? Well, usually the spark comes by itself, right? In the beginning, that's yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. But still in Finland, usually the man has to do the first approach. Oh, really? That's we, not yeah. what we've heard. We've heard the women do most of the approaching. Well, they do it, but but still, you know, percent, percentually. Percentage-wise? Percentage-wise, it, it's, it's the guy. But of course, I might be a little biased because I'm a guy and I'm teaching guys <laughs> how to sure. approach women. So, I mean, it's a little bit biased. And there, of course, uh, the, the man or the woman 
shows interest, but also shows some sort of exceptionality. You know, you have to be a little bit different than all the suitors. Got to stand out. You have to stand out a little bit. And I know in, 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 in the States, you have all kinds of pickup artist courses. Ugh. They might be a little bit passé already, but, yeah. but still the sort of outside extraordinarity then would be to have funny hats and stuff like that. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit too... I love that you boiled down the pickup artist <laughs> yeah. wearing funny hats. Yeah, That's but it's, maybe it's, my favorite thing you yeah, said. Yeah, but it's still a little bit, uh, you know... <laughs> uh, on the outside like that so, fedora is not exceptional okay <laughs> yeah i learn a skill you can't wear a hat so okay so, so, you... so that's that's the one part of it but you don't have to have funny hats you know you have <laughs> something to contribute and that that might be an interesting idea so it would be leaning back mm. for example and some somewhere in the discussion you would say oh do you really mean that? I have a different opinion. Tell me more. <laughs> and then now you are leaning in. You are leaning in. Yes. So I have to still lean back and state my, my opinion. The chase is actually very equal because when you lean back and I lean forward, we're going That's back and dance. forth. That's a dance. And we're sharing power kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. I love that. So this attraction area is actually about power, but power doesn't sound nice. Right. So it's more about energy then. And it's the, the give and take energy that gets going. And the, the, the loving care is more about, how would I say, you know, showing my humanity, showing that I'm a good person. Empathy. Which is also important, of course. It's, mm. it's important. 100%. Yeah. So this would be then in the, in the beginning phases mm -hmm. of, of the attraction. And also then when you go for dates, the guy still should be self-confident enough. Not in a brutish way or in an aggressive way, probably. But, you know, self-confident, easygoing. The first dates are easygoing. I like that very they much. They don't have to be... Look at my brain. hat! <laughs> yes. They, they, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I have a big business and a big boat and, and uh, stuff. Yeah. You know. don't, and also... Easy I, going. I feel like leading with money is negative for two ways. One, it's like unattractive. And then two, the guys that end up with the kind of women that are attracted to someone who leads with money are then like, well, how did I end up with a gold digger? I'm yes. like, well, bitch, you just led with your money. That's yeah. how that works. Yeah, of course. Of you course. can't have it both yeah. ways. We've mastered the beginning. Yep. We're doing a give and take dance. We've, we're now in a, a thing. And then we're, we find ourselves, we're in a rut in our yeah. relationship. How do we get out of a rut? And we're like, ah, oh, the spark. What happened to the spark? Then what would you tell? Oh, them? are we there already? I, I, Did I, thought, I miss a step? Courtney yeah. disappointed you. I'm yes. sorry. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I thought they would be a happy face, you know? Yes, Tell no, we're, we were happy. happy face. We were happy for a minute, and now we're yeah, in the yeah. rut, and I'm wondering Courtney's, what the hell Courtney's happened. Courtney's very demanding, and I'm sorry you didn't keep your end of the bargain up. That's yeah. <laughs> why we so, broke up. So the happy face, I mean, we, we should understand that it lasts from three months to, to like one and a half years or something. It should be enjoyed tremendously and everything is wonderful, but we should understand that nature has made it in- It's in, hormonally in, induced. It's hormonally induced. Yeah. We have to be 
clear about that. It's it's a little bit unromantic to say it, but you know you have to be clear about it. And then stuff happens. You know, you 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 see how the other person is different than I thought, or he or she has uh, funny ways of what funny ways of being or eating or, and of course these issues might be big issues, so you don't necessarily have to continue. But if you want to continue, you do have to learn how to deal with with uh, you know the basic feelings of anger, frustration, disappointment sadness and so on i mean in psychology we don't have negative feelings anymore they are just feelings <laughs> but you know to call them negative feelings and then you just have to have the skills to understand that if i have a bad day you have to understand that it doesn't last forever that we can deal with these things you know because they will come mm -hmm. but then comes the skills you know you I, I somehow feel that modern relationships cannot survive without psychological skills. You know, they just they just need to be put into into the pot. We need help. We weren't even meant to be together forever. Forever used to be like 30 years. So yeah, now we need help. Oh, that too. I mean, forever was before like perhaps 20 years. Yeah, and now forever and is And you were having uh, babies forever. and you were like you could only think about how yeah, you were going to feed them are going to die and then you're just going to And gonna... actually in old and golden times people didn't actually really meet. You know, they were two separate individuals with their roles and um, they were assigned. And they were assigned. They didn't really meet. In, Wait, in a, that brings us back way. to married at first sight. People who don't know each other who then marry each other, right? That brings us back to this. So I just wanted to ask. In America, a lot of the couples break up because it seems like they wanted the fantasy and the fantasy came with just a little bit of work and then they're like, whatever. And they also seem to think that they should not change anything about their lives when they oh. get with somebody else. What would you say the traditional f or is, did everybody stay together? On Married at First Sight in Finland. Because you're saying some of them are very well matched. Yeah. And yeah. she's saying sometimes people that even seem well matched on the yes. show are finding out, oh, this takes a little bit of work. And they're yeah. not willing to give anything but up. But we're there to help. Most of the people in Finland who have stayed together now for a little bit of more time than less time, they almost all of them say that if I would have met this guy or this woman... In a, in a bar or something, I wouldn't have been interested. Oh, so, these so they're more patient. These who stay together have actually uh, used these skills that we are talking about. And do you think that's just a willingness to engage in this process of doing the work? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah because it's, it's, it's filmed, you know, they, 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 they feel that they have to present themselves in a good way and work with it and uh, take counsel and... Um, and of course, these people in Finland who come to the program, they are really <clears throat> motivated for love. I mean, they really, really want to have a committed love relationship. But I feel like the people on the American show do too. But to me, I feel like the difference is in temperament. Like what you're saying about the Finnish people being like, willing to stick it out yeah. and to work on it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the American couples just are not willing to do that. They're like, well, oh. I thought it was going to oh. be a, 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 a match made in heaven. And now yes. it involves a lot of bit of this and like we're breaking up. And I do feel like uh, on the current season right now, 
a guy who married a perfectly beautiful woman, but he normally dates brunettes and she was blonde mm. and it threw him off to such a point that he wouldn't kiss her. And then when he finally kissed her, he said he was repulsed and felt dead inside. <coughs> Who would say that after one kiss? That's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like that's an American thing. It could thing. be somehow. And is it just a question of pop population too? We have only 5.5 people in Finland. You know, if we find somebody good, uh, you keep it. We you try keep to keep it. Ah, uh, that, that's hilarious. That could be too. So Americans <laughs> have more choices in Finland. You're like, well, that's one of the ten I, guys. You have so amazing choices in, in in the states because of the amount of people. It's huge. I feel like that's its own problem, though, because we have, especially with these modern dating apps and stuff, we have people that are like, oh, there's something new or better that's about to come exactly. around the pike. And so then people keep looking for that thing, even though, and and it kind of talk speaks to what Sophia was saying about mm. people will throw in the towel too soon or like yeah. be dissatisfied with doing any work. I think, yeah, I think that is like a very American problem. And I think Tinder is in that way very, uh, has a, is it like a very American failure? Sure, people meet on Tinder. Courtney met her boyfriend on Tinder and mm. they're doing great. But I feel like a lot of the uh, negatives of Tinder is that thing. And it's also a it problem is. of Los Angeles where when people, someone's talking to you, they're looking behind you to see if there's anyone better. Really? And that is <laughs> so horrible because if you didn't feel like there were infinite options, you might actually take the time and do the 30 yeah. second thing you said about yeah. where you're like, oh, I'm completely focused in on the person and, and give it. No, yeah, I yeah. give it 100 yeah. percent. And then yes. we see what happens. Exactly. If you're in the rut of a long term relationship, yeah. what would be your one tip to couples about how to revive that spark? Go well, to therapy? It's, if, it's, if it's a question of spark, yes. But, the, you know, my system of, of this love system, it's a help for analyzing what's happening. Mm. And so basically we have to see is the problem in the loving care, intimacy area? Is it in the spark area or is it in the sexual area? So this book is like a diagnostic tool. It's a help. It's yeah, a definitely a help because... And when I do therapy, you know, couples therapy, I do have this in mind the whole time. And when I listen to them, I, I, I sort of investigate where is the basic problem. And the basic problem can also be in everyday life. You know, it can just be that they have been absolutely messing it up with timetables, with too many dogs to care, to leaking roofs. I mean... Not taking time for dates. I mean, and, very yeah. seldom we can, we can get into the sort of spark uh, sexuality bit because they have so messed it up in their daily life. No schedules. Children are running everywhere. They are stressed out from work and from a lot of other things. And then when that's a little bit sorted out, then we go into the loving care. Easier to have room for you know, that. Can you, is it possible for you to love your husband or wife for 30 seconds? Is it possible to be totally open now? So I do many sort of now exercises with them when they sit there, you know. <laughs> you, you know, this is too much spark, you know. It's, you know, turning your back is not really spark. It's going the other way. And then we do many sort of now exercises. How close can you come to your partner now okay i can try 
and then we speak about the different difficult issue, for example. Can you now be open to her issue? And, and, and that surprises many people because they think they come into therapy to talk. Uh. And we, of course, we have to talk. But we also do very straightforward exercises. And if it's about spark thing, we can do very silly exercises. We can do the good old um, throwing of what do you call pillows. Mm, we can do the fight. good old pillow fight. We can do the good old um, uh, wrestling. That's what you make your patients do? That sounds fun as hell. Yeah. You're getting them back into play. And then we get into play and we actually seen many times, I wish we would have a camera there, but it's of course impossible, how the special the woman lights up. I love a good wrestling match. <laughs> Tony, I'm going to go home and I'll be like, the doctor said we have to pillow fight. Yeah, but it's silly. It's absolutely silly. Because the whole attraction area works with different ways than the loving care. The loving care has to be honest. It has to be deep. It has to be present, you know, everything like this. But the attraction bit... Playful. You have, you have to understand it's not about loving care. It, it could be about, you know, standing off. It could be about, uh, you know, really letting it loose towards the other one. But when you do it in a good therapeutic atmosphere, hopefully they understand uh -huh. what's happening and they can then transport it into their daily life. Wow, how great is Tony? Tony's the best. Yeah, I love Tony. Speak Finnish. You should definitely buy his book. And stay tuned to hear more gems from psychologist, author, relationship guru, Tony Dunderfelt in a future episode about masculinity in a super feminist society. We are so excited to drop that one. Yeah, that one's going to be amazing. Um, this is the kind of things you can't really imagine in America because it's just a totally differently structured yeah, society. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, we also really want to shout out My Helsinki Residents whoop, whoop. because they are the whole reason we were able to do this Helsinki series. They sponsored us. So huge thank you to Helsinki Marketing and the city of Helsinki. And Elizabeth Rundolph. She took the best care of us. She's the most knowledgeable person about like Finnish history yes. and her city and is also really she fun. She reps hard. Yeah. Um, but if you want to visit Helsinki, and I really think you should, you should check out myhelsinki.fi for more information to help you plan your awesome trip. Yes. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, Coming back in the summer. A hundred percent. Sophia, where's this amazing theme music from? I'm so glad you asked. This theme music is by our super good friend, Amy Rosh. Oh, we love Amy. She's so good. Please find her music on Spotify. Her last name is spelled R-A-A-S-C-H. And this episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you, Mike. Oh my God, he's the best. So if you guys like this episode or you're just feeling generous, please leave us the good old five stars and a sweet review on iTunes. And if you didn't like us, you know what? I don't Shove know. it up your ass, okay? No, Courtney, cool it. Just, you know, I don't know. Write it down in your diary, okay? And never <laughs> tell us about it. That's for you time, okay? <laughs> and also follow us on Private Parts Unknown to see great pics from our trip on Instagram. Our new, very first newsletter comes out next week. So sign up on the website. 
We're at privatepartsunknown.com. See you next Wednesday. And the week after that. And the week after that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.